Hello and welcome to the Go Ahead Dublin Championship show here on Dubs TV. It's Dublin hurling final week. We're going to be building up to Saturday's big game here at Parnell Park. The Go Ahead Dublin Senior A hurling final as Nafina take on Chemical Croaks at six o'clock on Saturday evening. We're looking ahead to the game with our expert panel for the duration of the show. A little bit later on, we're also going to be checking in with both camps and chatting to the chairman of both clubs as well ahead of the big game on Saturday. Let's get going. Okay, it's a bumper show this week for our go-ahead Dublin Championship show hurling final preview. I'm delighted to be joined by former Dublin hurler Dotsie O'Callaghan, former Dublin under-20 hurling manager Paul O'Brien, and former Dublin under-20 and minor hurling manager Joe Fortune. Hi, guys. Hi, Derek. Hi, Derek. How are you? Looking forward to a big weekend. Uh, this weekend, obviously, it's a hurling final weekend across the county and the Senior A hurling final this weekend. Saturday evening at Parnell Park, it's Nafina versus Chemical Croaks. Uh, Joe, I guess we'll start with you because you were in this position this time last year or just a bit, a bit earlier this time last year preparing for the county final with Ballyboden St. Enders and, of course, back in... 2018 as well with Ballyboden St. Enders. You'll know what the uh, the managers are, are feeling like at the moment. Neil Calicon for Nafina and uh, Donald McGovern and uh, Kieran Dowling for Chemical Croaks. What they're going through at the moment in terms of preparing and the, the nerves and all that sort of thing. I'm sure it's plenty of plenty going on this week for County Final Week. Yeah, look, absolutely. I, I was at, I was actually at a couple of County Finals over the weekend as well. And like when you look at the significance and the importance of it to parishes and to people and to the communities. It's, it's, it's just so big. Like, you know, last year, obviously it was, it was very different. Derek, obviously we, we didn't have the crowds there. Like I'll never, as long as I live, I say it'll go with me. I suppose 18 was just such a special year for, for Ballyboden as, as a group of players and as a community as well. You just saw what it meant to the people, but look, I'm sure like, look, Kieran have been around and, 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 and Anila as well. Like I'm not sure they're going to be overly worried about, like it's all about the players this week that they'll get their small. I know some of the clubs I saw over the weekend had like great ideas where they brought in some of the, the younger people from the community as well in regards to, you know, prepping them and seeing it and, you know, seeing what it means to be a senior player for Nafine and see what it means to be a senior player for, for Kilmacud as well. But look, these finals are special. You know, Paul has been there as well as a manager. Dossie has been there as, as a player as well. Those big games, the lead up to it, like that's why we train. That's why we go through the, the hardship in the winter and stuff. Like when it comes to the big games, now it's going to be about performance. And and look, finals, you know, finals can take a life of their own as well. It might take something special. It might, you know, it might be the react, reaction to something happening. You know, I saw it myself in, in, in 18, like in, in the first game, you know, Mel has got a goal in the last couple of minutes. I think Oshin was doing the... the uh, the commentary that day and he said if Ballyboden have it you're in Jesus you know we'd lads celebrating in the net and McGowan had the ball over the bar like you know Matt Collins hit the ball out to him really quickly so you know it's how you react to certain things in the final like you know Reiner got a chance in the in the in the replay then to you know to hit a 21 yard free most players in Dublin may put it over the bar Reiner sees a, a gap in the side of the net you know a player holding the hurl possibly wrong and and buries it into the net you know after you know Ushin had got a penalty in the first half so it's for me like finals a lot of the time can be about how certain players react to to the big moments and and I suppose I was lucky in 18 to, to, to be involved in, in winning one and, and I suppose last year as well being on the opposite side I suppose that the heartache that, that comes with having a I saw a somewhat successful year and then for it to end when only one team can, can stand at the top of the steps of Parnell. Big time and I guess Dots, you, you've been you've been on Dubs TV duty for a lot of the uh, the, the campaign Um 
overall, looking at the season overall, are these two teams the, the, the deserving finalists, the best two teams in the county this year heading into the final? Do you feel that they are the, the two top teams and deserving to be in this final this, this weekend? Yeah, I think I think I think everyone kind of is nearly agreeing on that, Derek. Um, you've got two teams coming here, and obviously Joe's involved with Ballyboden there, and Ballyboden and Cool, and maybe have been maybe the dominant force for the for the last kind of decade or whatever. But these two teams, you know, this is the fruition of kind of work that's gone in in both clubs as well. You know, Neil O'Callaghan and you know Kieran Dowling and, and Donald McGovern as well. They've been involved with, with their underage. Um, you know, they're, they're, they've shared kind of huge successes at minor minor level in the last number of years as well. So this is it coming to the fore. Um, they, they've been waiting a while maybe to get to a county final, especially in the Fianna They've never been in one. So, uh, you know, I think both teams have been driven on by, by last year's semi-final defeats as well. And I think you can sense that nearly in their play and that nearly an element of chip on the shoulder the last day with them. And, you know, that... I was very impressed with Kilmacud as well. The, the regression levels—they've kind of—they've got through the championship maybe at their at their ease at times. Um, but you know they were obviously coming up against a stiff test against Kula the last day, and very impressed with their kind of the, the aggression levels when they when they needed to lift it up, and they really kind of set the tone early as well, similar to Nafina as well. So I don't think there's any doubt that that these are are are, are the top teams, you know, and. It's just it's it's an intriguing contest. I'm 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 really looking forward to it, and it's a very hard one to call because, you know, I suppose I think Kieran Dowling and Donald McGovern they've they've gelled in some of the the younger players in into the Kilmacud defence there, alongside maybe the more experienced kind of Keen McGowan and, and Bill O'Carroll as well. So they've 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 slotted in aimlessly there, and you know they've obviously got some some other talented players around the pitch as well, and they've kind of mixed it up well with their. You know the two lads inside and the, the the attacking threat that they pose with kind of different style players, the likes of Oshino O'Rourke and Dara Purse, or maybe out a bit deeper out out you know playmaking and picking scores as well. So um, you look Nafina have that that have they have that mix of talent as well and and the forward line that they have. They've got Donald Burke, the Currys are in form, AJ Murphy as well. So I just yeah, without doubt, I think they're they're the two form teams and. Um, I think it'll be just interesting to see which defence can can get on top, and I think um, you know whichever defence can kind of you know get into the game and, and unsettle the other forward line. Maybe I think they'll go they'll go a long way, Derek, to to you know give giving their team an upper hand um, throughout the game. Uh, Paul, um, we you were ch- uh, chatting to me before the semi finals, and I, we were all expecting kind of two really tight semi-final games it didn't really turn out that way it's, I don't think it's any doubt that certainly from the semi-final um, games that these two teams were deserving winners and into this final as well what did you make of the semi-finals overall what was your assessment of the semi-finals um, yeah I, I suppose going into them I thought like yourself I thought they were going to be two very close games and like the performances of both Croaks and um, Croaks and Afina were excellent on the day you know and, and we'll say in, in, in very different ways they they were good. Like, um, I thought we'll say tactically, um, I was I was really impressed with Nafina and and how they set up to counteract some of uh, Luke and strengths. And in particular, we'll say Shawnee McClelland. Um, we'll say his puckouts and he he'd been lasering a lot of puckouts to to Alan Murphy in particular. And Alan Murphy was good at carrying ball out of defence, and they they completely shut that down. And it was only 
the last 15 minutes by by my watching that Alan Murphy got on any on any ball and like he was he was actually a huge kind of attacking threat for for Luke in previous games and and they completely shut him down and like another thing another thing about the the puck outs there and, and the Fina setup um like Luke didn't win a single puck out past the halfway line in the whole game you know of the, of their own puck outs and look looking after teams like you need to be you need to be winning ball as far up the pitch as possible and like they did like I suppose Nafina allowed certain fellas to take puck outs um, in and around that 21 yard line and like, it's very difficult to be working the ball up the field and and, and getting scores from fr- from short puck outs so like Nafina were really really well set up um, and then we'll say if you compare that to Croaks Croaks just continue to do what they've done in every game so far and they're doing it they're doing it really really well they're we'll say their 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 quality of ball coming from the likes of Porrick Linehan and Mark Rogan in particular they're the two main fellas delivering ball into the two lads inside the quality of ball they're giving is is excellent and it's quick and it's fast and it's um it, it, it'll be in, it'll, it'll be interesting seeing now are, are, are they allowed to we'll say do that again um, this coming weekend, um, but then and and Dotsy Dotsy uh, mentioned it there. Like we'll say, the aggression levels from both teams in the semi-finals are tackling their quality of tackling was excellent, and there was there was actually two instances, one from from either team at the, and it was in the same part of the field in the last, like there was there was a turnover Nafina done on on Rollo Smith and got a score straight off it. Underneath the underneath their own dugout, and then similarly, uh, Croaks done done another one there with five minutes left, and Lorcan McMullen got a score from from again under their dugout, and just the aggression levels of them two turnovers and the quality of tackling from from the forwards and both teams is is something that really impressed me. Uh, really impressed me both days. Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember a score. It was a free, actually. I think Nafina won right at the very end of the game when the game was pretty much won. And the reaction from the Nafina guys actually to, to winning that free when again the game was pretty much over at that stage already was pretty pretty special to see in terms of their, their intensity and their aggression, even at that late, late late stage, winning a free meant so much of them. Joe, you were on Dubs TV duty for the Nafina versus um Luke and game. Nafina had somewhat struggled a little bit in the game against uh, St. Jude's in the quarterfinal and could easily have lost that game both in normal time and in extra time, finishing the stronger in extra time to win out, I think, by three points in the end. So they needed a huge improvement the last day against Lucan and they got it. They pretty much dominated from, from start to finish. Yeah, and I suppose it's, it's easy for teams as well, like Derek, to... Paul spoke about aggression there. It's easy for managers to speak about aggression, but sometimes you have to cross the white line and actually show it as well. And, and I think... One thing I've been very impressed with over the last couple of games, a couple of times I've seen Nafina, is that it's not just talk coming from the camp. Like, obviously, they're going to be very well coached with, with Rochi and, and Neil and Colin Burchill and whatever involved in that setup, but they're actually bringing that aggression across the white lines. I saw them in a in a in the league final against Bowden as well. And, you know, it's not just talk that, that, that's coming out of the camp at the moment. They're actually, you know, they're, they're manning up. The, the Jude's game was a, was a physical battle. You know, Jude's were in their face for, for, for the full length of it. And, like you look at what I suppose what Rush has brought to that back unit, um, having having him there at six, and you know there was a big battle probably between himself and Kelly that was expected to happen. Um, but you know, it's not that like Rushy just has that presence, and I suppose he loves driving into into tackles. And 
having the way they sat young Fergie Brannock back in as well, and I, I made a comment a couple of times on, on like, I was actually very impressed with how Nafina set up. You know, they, were, they weren't going to allow ball to, to go inside on, on Crummy, and, and like what Paul said, even when Charlie Kerr was in there too, they just didn't, it, it just was so well planned. And look, when you have days like that, and when Nafina get on top of the team, you know, to have that kind of youthful exuberance as well. If you look down through the, the team list, even I, I would doubt there's very few players that at some stage haven't come through Paul's setup or my own setup with, with Dublin. You know, it's they've all represented Dublin at a very, very high level. And I think no matter what happens on, on no matter what happens on Saturday evening, I think this has to be very good for Dublin hurling going forward because the young players now are really stepping up. I think Paul mentioned a couple of weeks ago about a changing of the guard possibly in Dublin hurling and it might well be happening. You know, the young guys that have been you know, have been doing well for Dublin at underage level are really starting to step up now in the club. And like you look at the role that Michael Murphy has with Nafina as well, the two Curries, Barrett up in the forwards is working well. I look, I really rate AJ. I've made it probably I, I when AJ's on form, like when he's on top of the ground, he's very, very dangerous inside, you know. And we haven't mentioned Burke yet, like you know. So you go back to where Baxter comes from from the backs, so Odie's presence the last day. Like, look, on paper, Nafina have a very, very good team and the one thing that I like about them this year is that they're starting to believe and they're starting to show maybe the, not only the kind of youthful exuberance, but they're starting to show the belief that other people in Dublin hurling had in them for, for a long time as well. And just really quickly going back on, on, on what, what Dotsie said about Crokes too, like if you think of 18, it's only three years ago, we beat Crokes in a, in a county final. And if you look at the change, like the bravery of a, of a management group and a team to come in and you look at the, what was there? So you had Dwyer, you had Niall Corcoran, you had Clinton, Matt Collins in the goal, Ross O'Carroll, like all real strong, pivotal characters in, in that Crokes team. And what they've transitioned now to, you know, Gibbons, who I've been very, very impressed with in the goal, young Grogan, Lenahan, Sheehy, you know, Cro like, it's just incredible. Like the, the changing of the guard in the back line, which maybe some clubs would be afraid to do at times. So both from both perspectives, I know the question was based on Nafina, but Nafina stood up to Jews. Nafina really stood up to Lucan. Um, and we can talk about whether Jude's or Lucan were happy with their own personal performance, but from an Athena performance, the way they were set up, it's not just, it doesn't seem to be just talk that's coming out of the camp. They seem to be really up for that physical battle. And, you know, they're going to have to be on, on Saturday evening because Crokes have exemplified physical battles over the last couple of, of weeks and months. Yeah, I think Neil Kellicon's made a made a big point of, the, of saying that this year that they're not going to lose that battle out in the pitch. Derek, and Derek, I that. think they're I think they're printing T-shirts out in the Moby Road that we won't lose the battle. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's certainly been a, a common a common uh, even that the you know from the the language from the players as well. So it's obvious that they're kind of you know that's uh, their mentality. Kind of I think even stemming from maybe even last year's semi final defeat as well. You know so. Um, it's definitely an, an insight into into how they're approaching this season, I think, and it's it certainly uh, it, it makes for with with the Kilmacud Croaks aggression levels. I think against Kula, this makes for a absolutely a, a ding dong battle. I think. Yeah, I guess it's one thing to have the quality, but another thing to bring that kind of aggression, that battle into into the game, which is what they'll need. Dotsie, you were at Parnell Park for the second game as well, the Croaks versus Kula game. Uh, Crokes winning out 118 to 113 in the end, a five point win on the scoreboard, probably a lot more than that in, in reality. Uh, obviously, Sean Moran's late goal, putting a, a bit of a, a better gloss on the scoreboard from a, from a cooler point of view. Um, how impressed were you by Chemical Crokes in that game? And I guess going into the game, they were favourites. Kula had been maybe struggling to click all season, but certainly Crokes uh, dominated the game really uh, for, uh, for the large part. How impressed were you by, by Crokes in the game? 
Yeah, very impressed. And I suppose in fairness to Kula, they had come through kind of huge battles as well to get to the semi-final. So they were they were certainly, you know, they were certainly going to challenge. We expected a big challenge from them as well. But Kilmacud were met it head on from the start. And, you know, again, we spoke about Nafina and, and being really loud in Parnell Park. The Crokes lads were both jumping around and from the off, they were, you know, in Kula's faces and just you could sense that how up, up for it they were. Um so look, that's a starting block for for any team. You know, you have to be, especially when you're getting to the latter stages of the championship as well. So, um, yeah, look, very impressed with them. I think, you know, I think they have a lovely mix. Like we we spoke about there, kind of, you know, Hayes and Alex Considine inside, and what a threat the two lads are as well. And you know, they've goal undermined a lot of time as well. So, um, you you know, and I really like I really like Oshina work coming out, and you know, he got a, an outstanding score, winning high balls as well for for a small man. Um, very brave on occasion the last day as well. So he's got that playmaking ability as well. Um, he knows what, what sort of ball to get, get inside to the lads as well. So they're all kind of cohesive and they're linking up well as well. So Dara Purcell has been there, um, you know, his his first kind of season playing senior club. You know, he's obviously been, we, we'd know him from underage Dublin teams as well. And we know how talented he is as well. So, we you know, there's probably... A lot more to come from him as well. So could this be the day that he explodes into it as well? Um, and obviously Fergal Whiteley's having a, a really good season as well. And Lorcan McMullen. So these type of players out around the middle and they're well able to take scores and they're well able to, you know, find the man and, and find the players and link it up around the middle as well. So, yeah. And, you know, Joe spoke about some of the defenders there as well. Davy Crow, I think, has been excellent as well. Um, so look, they're they're... They're, they seem to be gelling in aimlessly as well. And, you know, it's, you know, a lot of players out there haven't got that experience of, of the county final that we spoke about. So it's probably just interesting to see who, who deals with that well on the day, if that's a factor. Um, so, yeah, no, it's 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 certainly one to look forward to, Derek. And, um, you know, Kilmacud will be will be coming into it. I think it's what, 2014, is it, since they, they've last won it as well. So they've had a, a big drought for the amount of, the players that they've had and the talent that they have in the club as well. So, um, massive day, massive day for, for both teams. Paul, a word on Kula and Lucan. Um, it's Lucan's second semi final uh, defeat in a row, obviously losing last year. Uh, so, I mean, they're, they're going to take big positives from the year. There, there are big positives from the year, but still, it'll be hard to take, especially that performance that they put in the last day against. Uh, Against Nafina, it's going to be hard to take this this defeat, even despite the positives that they can take from the year. I mean, really, people were feeling they had a, a real chance to go and win and win the thing this year, and they they just didn't perform on the day. And again, Kula, people have been writing them off all year. Uh, they're spend force, all this kind of thing. They still got to a semi final and within five points of of uh, of victory uh, heading into the uh, to get into a final as well. Is it wrong to maybe write them off as a spend force? Is that highly unfair on them? Um, I, I actually think Joe makes a really good point. Um, if you compare, if you compare Nafina and Croaks, we'll say to Kula, and and the age profile of of both teams, like Kula have obviously had massive success and massive success of a, a kind of a, a small cohort of maybe 20, 22 lads that were there since we'll say twenty, we'll say twenty thirteen to now. And like a few, a few lads from them winning all Ireland teams are gone now, and they're not being replaced by, we'll say, young lads coming through 18, 19, 20 year olds. They're being replaced by some lads who were on the panels, the all Ireland winning panels, and didn't see game time 
see, didn't see too much game time when when Cooler were really successful, and that's probably not a not a good balance and not great for Cooler. They, they do need to to get some 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 fresh blood into what they're doing, and like that does take bravery, as as Joe says. And you know what, I, I didn't really look at we'll say the croak situation of Lewis and Niall Corcoran and and Ryan O'Dwyer. We'll say from. The, the center of their defense and and getting in Davy Crow and Brian Sheehy and Parklin and like I, I thought Brian Sheehy was he was my man of the match against against Kula anyway he marked Khan and Khan clipped his few points um and but they were all points from the outside and if Khan got possession of the ball it was very much Brian Sheehy was like go on you can have your point but you're not taking me on without getting a rap and like having having seen Brian Sheehy hurl and and the type of hurler he is, like there's nothing handy gonna be coming off him at any stage when when he plays because he's a seriously dogged competitor and just he won't give in. And like Pork Linehan was the same. Like them them young lads who've come into the Crokes backline, they're really relishing the battle and it, it's it, it's really good to see. But like and look, Kula were were obviously missing Liam Murphy and Mark Shute, who would have created added added threats up front. And um, but they were with the few people missing and not as much young blood coming through. They they were slightly limited, um, and like they they obviously had massive success. But I suppose time moves on, and and Croaks and and, and Afina are showing that. And now look. Cool, it'll, it'll, it'll probably come back next year or whatever with <laughs> some different and or, or 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 a few more lads in the country or whatever the case may be. Um, but it, look, it's great to see what 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 Kill McCord and, and the Fiend are doing with with teams just full of dubs. And I think we'll say of the of the lads starting, there'll be twenty nine from Dublin, and that's that's down to the quality of of the structures in Dublin and the, the club leagues, etc., and, and, and good quality lads coming through, you know, so it's good to see. Look, Luke and, Luke and were just very disappointing on, on the day. Um, like, I, I, I thought Dowser was the only real, real one to stand up in their forward line. Um, obviously, Kevin Burke shut, shut down Paul Crummy really well. Um, and, like, Paul Crummy's been excellent all year. Um, and, like, how, and Joe mentioned about Fergie Bratnock as well, like, Nafina put different fellas in different roles on different days. Like some days Liam Rush is centre back, other days he's wing back. Like they've had Sean Curry, they've had Fergie Brannock, they've had Michal Murphy, they've had Paulo D in that sweeper role. They've had Kevin Burke in it for small periods of games. Like their adaptability to whatever challenge the opposition present is is really good. Um but yeah, Luke and just Luke and just misfired. On the day, um, but again, like they'd they'd good young lads there. Like it was it was really good to see. We'll say Colin Walsh, who's who's still under twenty next year. Charlie Kerr, who's still under twenty next year. Them starting in county semi final, driving things on, um, and then like Luke Walsh, Luke Walsh. They, they, they have a lot of good young lads, and 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 more further coming through. So it'd be interesting to. To see how they go, and they were they were unfortunate to lose the county semi final after extra time there in 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 minor at the weekend as well. Um, so again, they've 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 a lot of good lads coming through. So they're going to be they're going to still be in the mix for a long time. 
Okay, uh, it's time for part one of our club focus now uh, this week. We're going to be chatting to uh, both uh, Go Ahead Dublin Senior A Hurling finalists. First up, it's Nafina. Okay, I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Smith, the Nafina chairman for part one of our club focus this week. Paul, thanks a million for joining us. Good to, good to talk to you, Derek, all the time or any time. <laughs> Thanks very much. Well, it's an exciting week for the club, Paul. Uh, first ever senior hurling final uh, this weekend against Chemical Croaks. I'm sure plenty of excitement around the club this week. Yes, indeed. The atmosphere has been building for the last week or so since the semi-final. And uh, the uniqueness of it is um, goes, goes without saying, uh, first ever senior hurling final for the club. So it's a, it's a, it's a very exciting time around uh, Moby Road at the moment. Great stuff. We're going to talk a little bit about that later on, about how important it is and how big it is for the club, I guess, to, to be in a, a first ever senior hurling final. But first of all, for people who don't know much about Nafina, tell us about Nafina, when you were formed and I guess where you're based. Obviously, you mentioned Moby Road there being the base as well. So tell us a little bit about Nafina itself. Well, we're the main uh, GA club, the main unit in Dublin, 7, 9, 11, covering those districts, postal districts and beyond, I suppose. Um, we're based in St. Mulvey Road. Club was founded in 1955 um, with, um, you know, progression through the, the years and decades to the extent that we're one of the biggest units now within the GAA, um, mainly due to our work at underage level. We're fielding over 200 teams weekly across all the games in GAA, hurling football, ladies football, camogie, handball and rounders. And we would have a, a very active part in the local community. Um, yeah, and, and how many members, I guess, do you have roughly? I mean, like, it, it, like, like you mentioned, it's a growing club. Um, certainly, it's one of the bigger, bigger clubs in Dublin. How many members have you got roughly? Uh, the numbers have just uh, tipped over 3,000 for the first time ever. Our juvenile base, that's up to under 16, uh, passed the 2,000 threshold in the current playing year. So we're going from strength to strength uh, with an emphasis on coaching and development and a pathway to playing into the uh, adult ranks is uh, first and foremost with the club policy. Great stuff. Um, I mean, obviously, you're, you're doing very well at, at senior level. We've seen that over the last uh, number of weeks. And obviously... I guess that comes from the great work you've done at juvenile level over the last number of years, probably number of decades, or certainly the last decade or so as well. Uh, tell us a little bit about that work that you do at, at juvenile and underage level. I'm sure, like every club, Saturday mornings uh, around the club is a, is a busy time. Tell us about the work that you do at underage and juvenile level that we, you know, that we can see maybe the fruits of a small bit now at senior level. Well, this is it. Um... Beginning, I suppose, in the 80s, late 80s and 90s, we started with road leagues and the uh, demand then progressed that we developed our nursery on Saturday mornings. And from humble beginnings of, you know, 40, 50, we now have a situation where this, we have to split them on a Saturday morning because of the, the vast numbers. So all are catered for from under fives, under four, four-year-olds will arrive with their younger brothers or sisters or older brothers and sisters. And um, uh, significantly this year, our ladies and girls numbers have a, a, a reached par with the boys. So it used to be a two to one ratio 
and now it's 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 50 50 almost so there's been phenomenal growth in camogie and ladies football in particular and then across all the other teams as well we mentioned at the very start it was an exciting time for the club obviously this week um what does it mean you know a club, a club the size of Nafina. I was here at the at the semi final uh, against uh, Luke in the weekend before last, and there was just huge excitement about getting into a, a first ever senior hurling final. This is a big deal for the club. How important is it to be to be in a senior hurling final for the very first time? I think in the development of any club, it's um, the numbers we have. It's important that that's the target. That's the level you want to be playing at. Um, but I think it's a recognition of the work that has gone on in, as I mentioned, over the last few decades, in particular at, uh, you know, juvenile, under 16, minor and under 21. There's been a significant amount of championships um, being secured and, and silverware returning to Mulvey Road. Um, and I think this is the culmination of it. Um, these players have been nurtured down through the years. And I think it's a fitting reward from that they're in the final and we know they'll win, lose or draw. They'll do themselves and their families and the club proud uh, come Saturday. You've mentioned the juvenile structures, the juvenile, the, the great work being done at juvenile level, but I guess it's a big step up uh, from juvenile and from underage level in general to senior level and the success that you obviously want, that every club wants at senior level. Tell us about the work that's going on at senior level across the the, the all, all the codes Um to tell us about the work that you're kind of doing at senior level to, I guess, bridge the gap between the great work you're doing at juvenile and trying to, you know, get that success at senior, senior level as well. Well, as I mentioned earlier on, we, um, we have a pathway and we place large emphasis on player retention from minor, which is um, significant. Last week, we had the change in structure at Dublin County Board level to recognise national level of the importance of player retention and a new, new mythology put in there, a new age group structure put in by the Dublin County Board. I want to acknowledge that, and we're fully supportive of the um, the policy there of player retention. We, we place a lot of emphasis on it, and we have increased over the last number of years, we've increased our adult teams to facilitate these players across all the codes. Uh, we've seen a, an increase in our, our adult playing uh, members and teams and facilitating them with teams so I'd like to thank all the various county boards across all the, um, the, the, the disciplines for facilitating the competitions and players get games week in week out and the good players will filter through to the stronger teams but we're also providing uh, games weekly for all, anyone else who wants to play and, uh, and continue playing when, when they come out of, of the minor yeah, I guess, and that's that's one of the things I was going to touch on now is is the fact that it's not just the the senior teams or the progression to the senior A, senior B teams. It's there's, there's a lot more to the club than I guess just just what we see in Parnell Park on Saturday evening against Chemical Croaks. Yeah. Um, I, I know from speaking to people and you know so, uh, looking at your social media channels during COVID, there's a lot of great work that went on during COVID as well outside of, again, what happens on the pitch. It seems to be a lot of work going on in the club that benefits the whole community as opposed to just, like I say, having that pathway to senior success, which is what you want, but it seems to be more about the community as well in the area. Yes, this is it. We, we play a, a vital role in, in our community. 
Um, we wouldn't exist without our community. I know that's a bit of a cliche, but um, we, we have various community group, groups, notwithstanding COVID. Um, significantly, our next-door neighbour, School Katrina, due to COVID restrictions, they are using our premises currently for their TY years. Uh, and we're, we're, we're proud of that partnership we have them. Um, we appreciate the playing facilities they provide for us with their pitch, which is adjacent to our main grounds. Um, we also got involved in many, many initiatives during lockdown, both to encourage uh, community involvement, but to also keep the spirits up of all our playing uh, players at juvenile and adult level. And we, we had many um, online and uh, and uh, innovative uh, uh, gigs to keep everyone happy and keep everyone involved and 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 keep the keep keep morale up. I suppose that, that to, to to advise them that when all this ends, we will be back playing. And thankfully, last May we did we did get back probably to some 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 normality with games on a, on a regular basis. Yeah, I watched uh, the your I think it was your Instagram account during lockdown. There's plenty of activity on that and, and great out crack. I didn't understand a lot of it maybe because there's a lot of uh, Nafina Nafina internal jokes, but it was fantastic to see the kind of great camaraderie and that that was it. I guess keeping people entertained during COVID was was maybe half the battle. And certainly, I think you did that across your social media channels in terms of keeping people keeping people engaged with the club, but also entertained as well, which is a difficult thing to do during. Uh, the second or third lockdown. Uh, how has the club managed in general through COVID? You mentioned about the work that you did during COVID. Has it left any challenges for you now and, and going forward? What sort of challenges do you face as a club? Because like I say, you have a huge amount of members, over 3,000 members. Uh, things are going well on the pitch, um, but I'm sure there's challenges as well that, that the club faces. Well, there's challenges for every club. Um, no more than any uh, urban-based club, probably we 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 feel we've managed all no more than you know. As I said, everyone else we've managed the COVID restrictions the best we can. Our biggest um, hindrance is lack of playing facilities. Uh, we effectively have one main pitch in Moby Road, um, and the other pitches we use, we we're we're we're, we're, um, we're tenants, so to speak. Um, but I, I would like to acknowledge our, you know, the, the relationship we have with, with, in particular, with the schools, St Vincent's and Last Nevin, um, School Katrina, um, and we have a we have a very good partnership with DCU, which we, we signed recently, and we appreciate the, uh, the the use of their facilities on on, a, on an ongoing basis. Um, but uh, but that would be the biggest challenge. There's always challenges in a, in a voluntary organisation. Um, and meeting, getting teams out every week and meeting deadlines. But uh, the show goes on and, again, pay tribute to our army of volunteers who keep, keep, keep the show on the road. Um, and then I guess the big thing then is looking at looking to the future and what, you, what, what your plans are for the future to continue to grow the club because you've spoken about it growing so much over the last 20, 30 years. I'm sure you're aiming to continue that growth. What, what are your aims and plans for the future for the club? Well, our plans are to keep providing the games, keep providing the community and social outlet. Um, we, we will facilitate, like all GA clubs, we facilitate all comers. Um, we, we expand all the time where, where we see fit and we enter extra teams. And uh, long may that continue. 
um, we, we are, as I mentioned previously, our pathway and our policy is to develop players uh, for, 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 for life and for, fu for the future and to, to, to keep that going uh, as part of our community remit uh, for, for, for all. And uh, if we can play a small part in that, um, like all other GA clubs and indeed all other sporting organisations, um, that, 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 that is a challenge in itself and long may it continue. Yeah, and I guess it's it's an interesting one as well because uh, you know the you know it's it's such a big area I guess uh, being covered. But the the great work that's going on at senior level can't be underestimated in terms of uh, I guess grabbing the imagination of the younger players that you have coming through as well. And we we've seen you know your uh, uh, footballers and and hurlers, senior hurlers, and um, both winning the the league this year, which uh, here in Parnell Park, which which was. Uh, well received, plenty of great excitement there. Obviously, the senior hurlers in the county final. Uh, we've seen the senior, la the ladies footballers in the county final last week, a uh, week before last. Unfortunately, missing out on on the success there. Senior footballers in the quarterfinals. So there's plenty of, you know, we, we've seen plenty of um, of the of Nafina at senior level over the past number of weeks and months. And I guess that will encourage younger players to come through as well and engage those younger players to come through, which I guess is part of the aim of continuing to grow the club. Yes, indeed. And uh, significantly, all of our senior teams across all the codes, uh, the panellists and players on those teams, and even from the, the household ones that we see on national TV playing for our county, down to the, to, the, to the backbone of the team, the majority of them are involved in coaching uh, significant amounts of hours they put in, as well as with their own panels, to uh, you know, pass on their skills, to our juveniles, and we're again we're indebted for that. And so when the when the kids go down on Saturday to support these guys, they don't just know them as the senior hurlers; they know them individually as their coaches. And I, I, that 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 spread, as I said, across all our codes. So again, it it, it it's I'm not going to say success breeds success, but that keeps the whole club and community atmosphere going, and the kids can look up to these guys. And 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 know that the, 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 that next week when win lose or draw they'll be back coaching them and encouraging them and developing the skills with them and one day they'll be in their jerseys hopefully in Parnell Park in a, in a county final. Fantastic. Um, you mentioned the 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 players going down and and coaching and you mentioned uh, you know the the great volunteer work that's going on at the club. I'm sure there are people around the Moby Road area or the area in general who would like to get involved in the club but who don't know maybe what they want to do or how to get involved in the club uh, let us tell us how, how can people get involved with the club either from a coaching point of view or an administration point of view if they want to get involved with Nafina well all the usual media challenge uh, channels are available and Saturday morning is the hub of activity and anyone that arrives there just make yourself known at the coffee dock or any of the administrators involved and leaders of the various uh, nursery groups and we're we're here we're open for business where we're you're always welcome if you have a coach and pedigree the vast majority of our coaches come through the juvenile section they arrive with their children at the nursery and we we, we um we encourage them to get involved as many as possible fantastic and the website is coginafina.com so you can get in uh, get in touch with yourselves I, i've had a look and there's plenty of uh 
information on clgnafina.com as well if you want to get involved and the social media channels the instagram was very entertaining during lockdown i'm sure still plenty <laughs> of entertainment coming out of the instagram account so uh follow nafina on instagram as well as twitter paul listen thank you very much uh for joining us today and for having this chat ahead of the county final this uh, saturday evening against chemical crooks i know it's a big occasion for the club big occasion for the county obviously but big occasion for the club as, as well it being your first ever county final wish you the very best to look uh, both this weekend and also going forward. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Derek. Okay, welcome back. Now let's look at the final this Saturday evening. Um, Dotsie, we'll start with yourself. I guess what are the, the key matchups that you see coming into the game this weekend between Chemical Croaks and Athena, where the game will be won and lost? Uh, I suppose, Derek, you're, you're looking at maybe the, the, the threats inside um, from a, from a Kilmacode point of view. Um, Alex Considine and Ronan Hayes. So, you know, can the Nafina full back line there? Would you see um, as Baxter maybe and, and Kevin Burke? Uh, obviously, you know, if, if, if the ball is coming in there, if they're getting the ball in, there'll be a huge battle there. And if, if the boys can, can win possession there and make hay, that's going to be, you know, a huge, huge uh, lift for, for Kilmacode, you know. Now we, we speak about that, but um you've got the on the flip side of that, you've got we spoke about the Nafina forwards there. We're we're mentioning the talent that they have. You've got the, the Currys coming into some serious form. You've got Donald Burke as you know, we, we know how talented a, a forward he is. So if he gets into his groove there and, and starts clipping scores and you know, that's gonna be, be a massive lift for Nafina as well. So yeah, in regards to matchups, I suppose it'll be be interesting to see with with Kim McCord. They may be maybe Bill O'Carroll possibly following Donald Burke around, um, you know, so that that could be an option. And then Paul is mentioning Brian Sheehy there, and and you know we mentioned Davy Crow and and the form that these lads are in. So um, I think uh, I think Kim McCord will be you know they'll be they'll be confident that these boys can can pick up say you know. The Currys, AJ Murphy, and and I'm sure they they'll be they'll be confident that they can do a job on them. But look, it's easier said than done as well. There's a lot of players coming into this into this final in a, in a lot of form as well. Um, so I suppose they're just some of them, Derek. But it'll be it'll be look. Who knows what what way they they'll match it up themselves. Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see. And obviously, we'll play a key factor in in how the teams are performing and and who can get on top in in some of the, the crucial battles. Yeah, I think, Joe, it was mentioned earlier on that, uh, you know, they're both very strong attacking uh, attacking teams. Will it be whoever, uh, whichever defence comes out on top, it will be the will be the winner in the day? Will it be the will it be pretty much a battle of the defences insofar as who can actually stop the other from, from maybe scoring as much as they have done over the past few games will be the winner? Yeah, yeah possibly. I think, I think, Derek, one thing as well, and I, I suppose Paul would know this as well from when you're in that frame of mind, getting into a final and, and looking at matchups, like you can't predetermine either where guys are going to be, you know, like, like again, do you want Rushy sitting at six, marking a, a Fergal Whiteley who's going to be kind of buzzing around the place in around midfield? You know, is I, I don't see Bill O'Carroll marking Donald Burke. I think you need, you know, like Bill has done actually really well since he's come out to six. And um, the fact that Jung Shee has been doing really, really well at three obviously allows Bill to be in that six role. But like, look, when we looked at, at Nafina last year, the movement that Donald Burke has, you need somebody who's going to be willing sacrifice their own game but then what happens you know you have a we, I suppose we looked at Madden Mark and uh, Donald Burke last year did a really good job on him um, in the semi-final but 
if Dolberg starts at 14, you know, as a management, sometimes it's nearly panic stations then. Like there has to be a level also, a, a fine line between getting over enamoured with, with, with kind of matchups. Do you know, I, 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 look, as a manager, you sit, you sit back from it and you look at where guys possibly will be. And, and I'm sure the two, the two lads this week, Kieran and, and Neil, will do the same. But you can't become, you can't become you know, over-consumed with it because you just don't know, like what Paul said a few minutes ago, I've no doubt like Nafina will throw something different into the into the pipeline. You know, if Donald Burke starts at fourteen, that suits Bill fine hundred percent. But if he's roaming in around between eleven and or and ten and, and twelve, like, you know, I don't think Bill needs to go. I think they need Bill in that central position as well. So do you look at somebody like, you know, young Lennon or you know, somebody with that bit of youthfulness and carefree attitude like Paul spoke about as in, look, yeah, grand, go out in the sideline, hit a ball over the bar from forty, fifty yards, but you're not getting through here. And again, that's that's from that perspective. And then you look at the two boys inside for for Crokes, like, and you know, planning for the two of them, like Hayes on fire, got three goals the first day out. Considine for me, like, look, I wanted him in, in in sixteen when we won the Leinster final at the time. I think he was doing his leaving cert. I know he'd been involved with the, uh, previous minor squads with with Paul and Johnny and that. But I, I see, like, he's 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 a big unit. He's direct. He's kind of. He's similar to Con in ways, like in that he, you know, he has that directness towards running at goal, and he's not afraid of getting a bang or a slap either. Like he got plenty of them over the years against us, um, but he's he's well able to go at it. Um, you know, Berkey in inside for Nafina, I've been impressed with him, so I'd imagine that's possibly one there. But then who looks after Hayes? Like, um, you know, Hayes in his own right has 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 really blossomed into a super forward for Dublin going forward. Um, Again, going back to he started to perform based on what maybe other people would have expected him to do at, a, at an underage capacity. But look, the matchups are, are massive. And I think the only time you'll see that, like who follows Ushin O'Rourke out to the middle of the field. And so Peter Feeney doesn't get enough praise from me for the amount of work he gets through in the middle of the field for, for Nafeen. I think he gets through an awful lot of work to see pick up Ushin. Do you know, I think Larkin McMullen as well. Do you know, we would have had problems over the couple of years against Crooks. Um, dealing with Larkin too, like he's. You know, he really gets around the place. He's a massive engine. For me, like, you, if, if you want to beat Nafina, you're looking at shutting down the Curry, shutting down AJ, shutting down Berkey, shutting down the, the role that Paulo D has in that half back line. I thought he was very good the last day, got two points, but also as a he's a platform as well going forward. So I, I don't know if that, to answer your question, I'm not sure if either management will become too obsessed with their own um, matchups of the other team, obviously one or two. But they'd also be kind of saying, like, if I was Neil, I'd be sitting back saying, OK, I want one or two matchups right, but I want Crokes to worry about my team as much as I do worrying about theirs, if that makes sense. Yeah, Paul, will it be who reacts, I guess, best on the day to those changes is who's going to is who's gonna come out on top? So will, will the battle nearly be one on the sideline as much as on the pitch? Um, do you know what? I, I think the, the, the management and the in-game decisions are going to have a massive impact on it. Like, Croaks all year have played plan A and it's worked every single day, you know. And b- believe it or not, if I if I was playing against Croaks, I, I think they you, you need to shut down Porrick Linehan and you need to shut down Mark Rogan um because of the, the the quality of ball that they're they're delivering in to the inside line, the diagonal ball they're delivering in is, is absolutely look, it's it, it, it's very easy stop. And like I can see Shane Barrett at wing forward, having a really big role at, at trying to shut down one or the other of the boys, um, like I, I think that's gonna be that's gonna be a massive one that the Fiend are going to look to do, um, like in, in in terms of inside and Joe's right, like Kev work is has been excellent. 
I'm not entirely sure they have a second man to to look after Alex and and Ronan inside just because of the the, the matchups. Don Ryan could end up going cornerback possibly, um, or if there's problems in game, Liam Rush for his physicality could end up back there. Possibly not, but look, it, it, it's an option they have available to them as well. Um, but it, it, it's it's going to be a really interesting. One. I, I think Nafina need to stop the boys further out the field. Um, around midfield, like Lorcan McMullen, Dylan Mulligan, Oshino, Oshino Rourke, around that middle area of the field is really hard to stop them. Like, really hard to stop them because of the energy they have. And I think Krogs possibly have the 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 advantage there in the middle of the field. Um, in 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 just just with the energy energy they have, and it it it'll be just it'll be interesting to see. And like they have the the likes of Fergal Whiteley there as well. Like Fergal Whiteley is in my eyes is absolutely top class and is going to have a massive impact on this game and he's he's played different roles with with, with Crokes um through the years and I think where he is at the moment he's getting he, he, he's doing real damage for them um like then you look at it from a Crokes perspective I think Crokes are just going to try and play their own game that they have been playing and um, they they might let Donald Burke clip his few points from from the outside I'm, I, I'm, I'm with Joe and with Joe on this, I don't think Bill should mark him. Bill, Bill actually made a number of really high quality tackles getting back to the full back line, um, and now some of, some of them are fouls as as Bill does. But <laughs> was he was shutting he was shutting things off as as a real pivot in the centre of that in the centre of that Crokes defence, you know, and um, like. I don't know what they're gonna do with 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 Donald Burke. I think Davy Crow, it'll possibly mark Colin Curry on the inside. Um, but you know what? I, I, I it's it's just it's, it's going to be really interesting because there's so many potential potential options of of of, of what can happen. You know, and I, I actually think some of the marking, as I said, marking of them Crokes backs is is some of the most important stuff for Nafina, and then from a Crokes perspective. Are, are you happy to let Donald Bork clip five or six points? Um, like we'll say, and, and Joe always had James Madden on him and done done a done a fantastic job. Um, but I, I'm not entirely sure that 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 Crokes have the fella to to do Donald Bork. And maybe 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 Porter Clinton could or or Davy Crow could mark him or Brian Shee, but that'd slightly take away from some of the attacking impetus that, that they have as as defenders, if you get me. Um Dotsy, we we've spoken about the the attacking threat that both teams have, but and um, you know, we've we've heard here people maybe focusing on on Donald Burke. You look at the the quarter final and Donald Burke uh didn't have, like was kind of marked out of the game a good bit, but Colin Curry stepped up to the plate. The last day, Colin Curry scored one, two, Donald Burke nine points. There were nine scores on both on both Chemical Crokes team and, and the Nafina team the last day, nine scores in each. You look at, again, uh, like for example, the last day, Alex Considine only got a point. He's been a, a key player in, in, uh, from an attacking point of view for Crokes all this season. He only got a point, but Ronan Hayes won six, Lork McMullen two points, Fergal Whiteley, Oshina O'Rourke, Dar Purcell got two points. The same for Nafina Donald Burke got nine points, but Colin Curry hit one, two. You had Paul O'Dee um, uh, with two long-range points, obviously man of the match in that game. Uh, AJ Murphy got two points as well and, and scores from the bench. There's a lot, a lot of attacking threat right throughout the teams. I mean, you, you can't really focus on 
Ronan Hayes or Alex Considine or Donald Burke and Colin Curry because they're both teams have have options right throughout the pitch to, to get scores. Yeah, Derek, I think that's why I think that's why we're we're we're, so, we're also looking forward to this game, you know. And we, we can talk about the matchups there, like the boys are saying. But it's just there's so many options, and it's it's a great sign of a team when you know you mentioned the amount of scores that they had, and that was even in the first half. I think Nafina had had a, a massive amount of scores, so. It's the sign of a team in form and it's the sign of a team that have a lot of quality players that can do that. So, um, yeah, look, threats all over the field. Um, and it's just, uh, it, yeah, I have to say, it, really looking forward to it. And who can kind of get into their groove and who can get into, the, into, the, into their form and kind of, as, as the boys mentioned, county final day, you know, is there added pressure there or who can kind of come in and just hurl away and, and, and you know, get at the, the opposition defence, you know, and it'll be intriguing. There'll be intriguing battles going on and it'll be fascinating to see what, what the management teams do and who picks up who and do they follow them. And, um, you know, I'm just, I suppose, looking forward to that nearly, you know, as a, as, as, a, as the overall game as well. So, um, yeah, look, it'll be a lot of decisions to be made by management teams as well, but they'll certainly be hoping that, uh, you know, as Joe mentioned there as well, you, you ultimately you have to kind of, you know, you start thinking about other teams and that starts getting into your head. You're, you're taken away from yourself. So ultimately, you, you get yourself right. And, you know, you, you try to bring them them levels, them aggression levels and, and the work rate, uh, as Paul mentioned, Eric, and, you know, closing down opposition kind of, can your forwards get blocks in and stop ball going in? That could be a, as big as a lift as a score, you know, if, if, uh, if forwards are closing down and hunting defenders and putting them on the back foot as well, so I think it'll, a lot of it will come down to that sort of sort of thing as much as the as the the scores and the and the tallies and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it'll be look interesting to see, Derek. Yeah. Another interesting matchup actually of sorts is is the two goalkeepers, um, like. Obviously, Eddie Eddie was in goal with the Dublin under-20s and Jono was previously in goal with Dublin under-21s and he's on the senior panel at the moment. I actually think Eddie should be up with the senior panel for, for, for next year. Um, I think I think he's a really good goalkeeper. The two of them are going to have a massive bearing on the game because, like we'll say, the quality of their striking and the trajectory of of their puckouts, etc. and hitting, moving targets... Um, I, I think it's something that's, again, is going to have a, a massive bearing on it. And like Jono, the last day in, in the second half, like he hit every single one of his bookouts. Like they 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 did 100% success in them. And it wasn't 100% success hitting the, the corner back. It was hitting varied bookouts. And the fact that, that Jono is so varied with his bookouts um, can cause serious problems for, for Croaks. And we'll say the way that their half back line of and, and I've complimented uh Park Linehan and 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 Mark Rogan um a lot for the quality of what they're doing going forward. I think that there could possibly be pockets there for, for Nafina to to expose because the the lads do hold their positions and they're they having to deal with Chano hitting hitting laser puckouts to to hand is gonna be something that Crokes are going to possibly have a little bit of difficulty with, you know? And then, like, Eddie on, Eddie on the other side is going to have, is, is going to be hitting a lot of quality ball. And, like, what's the plan B for Crokes? Like, if, if Nafina shut their puck outs down, similar to they did against Luke, and could 
Ronan Hayes come out to the half forward line and, and, and try and win ball out there, which he's well capable of doing, you know. So there's there, there's lots to there's lots to be said for the, the impact the goalkeepers are gonna have on it as well. Okay, good stuff. Let's hear briefly from both camps ahead of Saturday's game. First up, it's the Chemical Croaks camp. Okay, joined by Chemical Croaks, Eddie Gibbons ahead of the go-ahead Dublin Senior A hurling final this weekend against Nafina here at Parnell Park, Saturday evening at 6 o'clock. A, a big week for Chemical Croaks and for Nafina. Eddie, has preparation going for you so far? Yeah, no, luckily enough, we have uh, our second team are also in the B final, so we've been doing a bit of work with them and working away ourselves. So, yeah, I think we're in a good place coming up to it on Saturday. Um, from your own point of view, this is your second county final. You were involved in 2018, obviously defeat in 2018 to, to Bally and St. Endos, but that experience of county finals for yourself and for a good few of the guys on the panel will, I'm sure, be of help this week in terms of you know what to expect come, come Saturday evening. Yeah, no, I was on the subs bench that day, but I think even being around the panel in 2018 was a good experience because I think we have a lot of young players on the team, so um, like I think we'll need part, part of our panel to have a decent bit of experience coming into it. What can you expect from Nafina this weekend? Um, we're expecting a physical game. They're good hurlers as well as a fast, pacey team. So, yeah, now we're looking, we're expecting them to show everything at us, and expecting a tough battle as well. Okay, I'm joined by Sean Murphy from Nafina, head of the Go Ahead Dublin Senior A hurling final this weekend against Kimmelcook Croaks. Uh, plenty of excitement, Sean, around the club this week. I'm sure ahead of a first ever county final for the club. Yeah, look, it's really exciting. It's a big event for our club. Obviously, we've never been here before. Um, we've had good success in football over the years, but yeah, no, it's really exciting. We're looking forward to it. This is a young group of players that you have in the team, I guess. There's been a lot of um, excitement around this group of players for the last number of years, and obviously getting to a first senior final now uh, is kind of testament to, to the work that's gone in at the club over the last few years. Yeah, 100%. A lot of it's down to kind of the juvenile setup, I would say. Like, I think Nafina, 3,000 members now at this stage. Um, a lot of resources have gone into developing the underage teams over time, and now we're starting to see the kind of the fruits of that over the last few kind of years and weeks. I know there was disappointment last year. Obviously, you lost in the in the semi final last year. Um, one big addition since last year has been Liam Rush into, into the panel uh, this year. What has he brought to the setup, both uh, from a, on the pitch in terms of his talent, but also in terms of experience in the dressing room as well? Yeah, a lot. Like Rushy's kind of like a natural-born leader. He's kind of fit in really well, both on and off the pitch. But he's just brought that kind of experience with him. Uh, you know, he's been there and done that at kind of a high level. So yeah, he's been a great addition so far. What do you expect from Chemical Croaks on Saturday? Uh, a challenge. You know, a big test. You know, Croaks have been there and done that before. You know, they're a great team. A lot of respect for Chemical, and uh, yeah, they'll put it up to us for sure. But we're absolutely ready for the challenge. Okay, welcome back, um, Joe. Uh, I guess Nafina, you. Played Nafina last year in the uh, semi-final of the Dublin Championships, winning that game. You've seen them this year. How have they changed? How have they improved? The obvious thing maybe might be the introduction of Rush into that centre-back line. Is, is that the their big difference between them from last year to this year? Uh, yeah, it's look, it's the significant difference. But I suppose if you look at it as well, like I suppose like Nafina for a number of years were, were, were under similar management. And I suppose Neil came in uh, last year and with Rochi as well, you know, and look, Rochi's been around enough Dublin squads just to see the, the, the quality of player. Like he's reared half the host Nafina lads in, in some ways from, from DCU and from, from Dublin perspective as well. So, look, have they changed that much? No, but I, I can't overemphasize to any, and look, anybody who knows Dublin hurling, denied Rushi as a, as a minor in 07. Um, I had him with DIT as well. You know, he's just, 
he's just a, a massive presence in at six. Um, and I suppose I've, I've heard Paul say a few times in regards to when you have Rushy there, he was looked at by certain managements as a 14 at times. And like that's fine. And I suppose he was doing what a Considine and, and, and Hayes are doing now on the basis that he was driving at goal. And, but I just love having him at six. I think he's dropped a lot of weight as well. I think he's back in physical, really good shape. Um, but overall, Nafina just have become better at what they were doing last year. Look, they would have been very disappointed to lose that semi-final, I'd imagine, um, to Ballyboden. You know, again, going back to what Paul said, the keepers will have obviously a, a, a significant input on this on this game as well. But you know, there was, there was maybe a couple of decisions last year that, that Nafina may, may not have been happy against with, with, with ourselves, and that goes down to another issue for for this Saturday evening is is referee wise. And look, we are somewhat lucky in, in Dublin as well. You know, I suppose Chris Mooney and you know Sean Stack and Tom Gleeson have got on a national level now too. The three of them are involved, I think, on 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 Sunday, on Saturday, and then you know you have David Aston there as well. You know you have Paul Fogg, and all those guys have, have really lifted their game. You know Jason Buckley. So the standard of refereeing, like if you look at the Kilkenny County final yesterday, just chatting to my own father coming down the road, and he was saying like you know it was brilliant to let it go, and like like Chris will he did our final in eighteen, he will let that happen. Like look. He likes the old card as well here and there too, but he will allow the game to flow. He will allow that physicality to happen. You know, he 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 gets respect from from all the hurling, I suppose, teams and camps. Like the, I suppose, both sets of management will know that he allowed that physical game to happen, and it may suit for the, you know, for the guys like us up in the stand who don't have an emotive involvement with it anymore. It may suit us, and you know, it might allow for that real physical battle to happen. And if it does, I think it might, it it, it might suit Crokes a little bit more. Like I've been very impressed that Nafina have have backed up all of the doubters, and it probably hurts players too as well. Like you know, it, you know, I remember going down the country with Dublin, and the only compliment you ever got with the Dublin team is, "Geez, they're very physical, they're very strong." You know, you never got a compliment about how well they were playing, and you might come out of Clare or Limerick or Cork and haven't beaten them, but you might get a compliment about their physicality, and and you know, that sticks in your gut sometimes too. And and I look at what Nafina have done now; they've backed up, you know, they've backed up the talk. But again, it comes down to the final, and finals are are not easily won and, and the two boys there which as well will know that that when you get to a final you could have all the prep done and Nafina have their game plan ready to go and to have them bouncing off the ground and all of a sudden it, ju- it just doesn't work um, so overall Rushy massive influence um, I really like as well the fact that the two crummies or the two uh, curries I should say have really gone over and beyond what people have said about them I haven't seen too much of them apart from at Dublin level and at, at club level this year they've, they've, they've been a lot better than what they have been in previous years so that for me is the is the standard thing. Uh, Paul, uh, the Chemical Croaks have a different management team this year. It's like Kieran and Donal are in this year. Um, what have they brought to the table that maybe hasn't been there the last few years, or is this a kind of continuation of what they've been building at Croaks for the past few years? Yeah, Joe said it earlier on. They've they they backed youth and they 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 backed the future and. It, I, I think it is massive from a Dublin perspective that they are so young and there's a number of young lads with, with, with Nafina as well. But like the age profile of that defence um, for, for Croaks is like of, of, of the back six and the goalkeeper, like five of them are, are, are the under 21 like. And that's that's some show of, of faith into them lads. And 
and, probably and massive all... credit, Paul, as well. Sorry, friend, but massive credit probably to Colosh to own as well, isn't it? Like the work that the prayer did out there and the work that's been done in general from a school's level out there. Like you see what they, I suppose, they exemplify high performance out in Colosh to own, and all those lads are coming through now. And like you said, you know, the management are backing them, and it's a, it's a, it's. It's a brave move, but in fairness, let's be honest about it, they were successful with you, they were successful with, with Clash to own, so they're not taking five or six young lads from that famous saying from the Red Cow either, like, you know, they're, they're going and they're, they're, they're looking at lads who are successful at Dublin underage level, Dublin schools level, and a lot of that comes back to that pathway that Crokes, in fairness to them, have created from schools right up to, to the club as well. And in fairness, in fairness, like Niall, Niall Corcoran, they you know, they've put in massive structures as working there as a, a games promotion officer, and like, the they put the structures in place there, and I mean, listen, they're in the they're in the senior B final here as well, you know. So like, there's uh, there's an army of, of quality players coming through here, and it's you know, it's it's a little scary for the the rest of the county looking on, you know. Yeah, you know, it it, it is, and, and that's like the impact Aidan the on the player has had on it, and he he was he was involved with the management team last year, and. And he started this process in school and got them into the, the senior setup, bedded them in last year. And they're, they're really just flourishing now. And we'll say there'd be maybe, and Joe talked about, we'll say Nafina being questioned for their, their character and their work rate. Oftentimes you kind of hear that about Croaks as well. Like if, if I was going to, to battle and to war, some of them young lads who were in that Croaks defence are the exact type of fellas you want. And the fact that they are 20, 21 years of age, but they're, they're men and they're dogged men and used to playing, we'll say, with Colossus to own in, in, in shit conditions in the winter and, and, and learned a huge amount from going down to Ciarons and Peters and, and good counsel and winning games, massive games down there. So, like, that has a massive impact. And just the more exposure that, that lads are getting to the high level hurling at schools and colleges level and county level, it just all filters and bodes well into, we'll say, the, the Dublin senior setup going going forward, you know. Yeah, and Dotsy, um, we, we mentioned earlier on the expectations around the FINA that they've been there for the last number of years. They are coming team, they're going to click, they have all these, you know, this quality coming through from at underage level. There's probably expectations on both teams as well. You mentioned that the, the quality coming through at, at Croaks. Could that play a big part this weekend in terms of who handles the the pressure and the expectation of a county final, but also the expectations around these these two teams uh, going into this final as well. Will that play a, a part in terms of yeah. that? And and who do you think maybe is the is, is better to, to handle that? Would would you feel that you know obviously Nafina have 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 Rushy in there and, and and Donald Burke is an ex, is an experienced player at this stage despite his young age. Do, will Croaks do you feel have maybe that bit more slightly more experience in there with the likes of Rushy and O'Rourke and Fergal Whiteley that maybe that might might be a help. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose I'll tell you when the ball is thrown in, Derek. Um, but, but like, it's it's yeah. Like, I mean, as the as the lads mentioned, there's always them question marks, and players hate that to be questioned. And uh, you know, yeah, is he tough enough? Is he, you know, he's a great underage player. You know, can he, he can't do it at senior level or whatever. So, as we mentioned here, there's a lot of players kind of that have been spoken about in, in underage and, and in Dublin terms as well. So it's fantastic to see lads maybe stepping up at senior club level and, you know, showing, showing how good, how good of a player they are and, and making that step up as well. So, um, yeah, I suppose, look, a lot of these guys have experience. I don't think they'll be overawed by the occasion or anything like that. 
but certainly it, it will add there is an, an added element to it um you know being a county final so um maybe a couple of the croaks lads would have a bit of experience of that and but look all these boys have played in underage a lot of them have played underage for dublin have played in maybe provincial finals and the lads mentioned uh schools hurling and stuff like that as well so um i don't think i don't think it'll be i think both teams will be you know i think the preparations that and that that both management teams will be doing i think they'll be they'll be they'll be all about going out and, and performing on the pitch and I, I wouldn't expect it to play a huge factor you know i think i think listen i think it'll, it'll come down to who's the better team on the day ultimately Okay, it's almost predictions time, lads. So get the thinking hats on. We're going to put you under pressure in the next couple of minutes. But first of all, before we do that, we have uh, have our second club focus uh, slot of the show. We heard earlier on from the Nafina chairman, Paul Smith. Now it's time to hear from the Chemical Croaks chairman, Kevin Foley, on what's going to be a pretty busy uh, couple of weeks for his club. Uh, obviously, Croaks in the Senior A hurling final this weekend and the Senior 1 football final the following weekend. Here he is. Okay, I'm joined now by the Chemical Croaks chairman, Kevin Foley. Kevin, thanks a million for joining us. A busy and a big couple of weeks for yourself and for the club, obviously, with uh, some big finals coming up over the next few weeks. So thanks a million for joining us. Great. Thanks, Derek. Yeah, great to be here and have a chance to chat with you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, busy time and, and, and a good time. It's a good, fun time, yeah. Yeah, big excitement around the club, I'm sure. I mean, even this weekend alone, you've got the Senior A and Senior B hurling finals and the minor A football final taking place this weekend. And obviously the senior one football final the weekend after. So big excitement around the club, I'm sure, at the moment. There's huge excitement around the club, uh, Derek, and, and a lot of work going on to, to, to involve all of our club. And it is, there's a lot of people there. We had a great meet and greet session with our senior hurlers there on Sunday, where the kids, uh, uh, loads and loads of the kids came along and met the hurlers and had a crossbar challenge with them. And uh, so there's a lot of excitement around the place. And... Uh, a lot of pleasure that the, the, the these uh, folk who have worked so hard, so really, really hard uh, uh, to get themselves ready for these championships uh, are uh, advancing so well. And, uh, you know, it's huge credit to those players, huge credit to those players through all this lockdown experience, etc. Huge credit to their uh, mentors, managers, our coaches, uh, and include all of their managers and coaches down the years. These are all uh, guys who... Uh, grew up in our schools and, you know, the teachers worked hard with them all through their times in school. So it's just a really, really exciting time uh, for us as a club. Uh, as you know, Derek, it is not easy to get into championship finals in any code at any time. And for us to uh, uh, find ourselves looking forward as we are uh, with great hope uh, uh, and enjoyment uh, for the next couple of weeks, it's just a great thing uh, for us as a club. Yeah, and I've seen on social media some of the, the colours, the club colours around Kimmelcode and Sunorgan area, you know, ahead of the uh, the hurling final this weekend. I'm sure they'll be staying up for the next couple of weeks as well. So great to see that excitement around, around the club as well. Tell us a little bit about people, for people who don't know uh, much about Chemical Croaks, tell us about where you're based and how many, how old you are, I guess, how many members you have as a, as a club as well. Uh, so we're, we're based in the Kimmelcode uh, Stenorgan area. Uh, we're here since the late 1950s, early 1960s, uh, when, you know, the, really the housing was being built uh, in around the area. And uh, really the community came together, door-to-door uh, -to -door collections and whatnot, uh, uh, to purchase a piece of ground in the middle of Stenorgan, uh, uh, which is our home base now uh, uh, in Glenalbin. Uh, had been a big old house uh, in Stenorgan. So in the early 1960s, with the help of the county board uh, and door-to-door -door collections, we bought that piece of ground, which is our home pitch, uh, now Port of Burka, all these years later. Uh, and uh, uh, 
throughout the 1960s, some kind of interesting things happened insofar as uh, Croke's Hurling Club uh, 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 kind of amalgamated uh, with us, uh, were located as we were in St. Organ. Uh, and then Ben Burbs, uh, uh, which is from Klonski, just down the road, uh, also uh, amalgamated with us. So we're kind of a, a product of, of a new club established in the beginning of the 1960s and a couple of much older clubs from around the area. Ben Burbs, who didn't even have a pitch at the time, uh, 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 and neither did Crokes, and both of them kind of amalgamated with us. Uh, but we were a small club then, a very small club. And I uh, first began knocking around uh, Kilmacud no senior uh, football team uh, until really the late 1980s uh, and uh, senior hurling team since the early 1970s and uh, then the growth of, of Camogie over the, throughout the 19, uh, late 1970s thanks to people like the great Eileen Hogan. Some people listening to this might have might have heard of Eileen. And then uh, John Sheridan who came to us with Ben Burbs uh, established uh, the ladies football uh, section uh, uh, in the late 1970s, early 1980s. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're now a club uh, which has teams operating in, in football, hurling, ladies football uh, and camogie and uh, uh, all pulling away uh, together. Uh, so uh, that's it. And we have a, we have a very large membership and uh, and people do know that. And, uh, and that means a huge, huge amount of volunteer effort and work uh, to keep the club going. Uh, our philosophy, Derek, basically is when kids show up on our door in September, uh, and 170, 200 of them do that every September at five years of age, six years of age. We don't have a policy or a philosophy of saying no to anybody. Uh, and we don't go out recruiting people, but we do try to provide an opportunity for those kids to grow uh, through uh, and achieve their sporting potential in Gaelic games. Uh, and uh, we put a lot of effort into helping their mammies and daddies be coaches. We, you know, Paulick McDonald, our, our head coach, and Niall Corcoran, uh, uh, our GPO, uh, uh, both of those guys uh, work a kind of a coach to coaches type program. It's the only way we can work. Uh, uh, and mammies and daddies, some of them who never had anything to do with Gaelic games before, uh, when their kids come to us at five and six years of age, though they, they uh, work through their kids' sporting lives uh, as coaches and mentors and, and, and general uh, supporters of, of their children as they, as they progress. And that's the real key feature of our club and uh, 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 so 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 that's us we're, we're in St Organ huge huge volunteer effort believe it or not Derek we have over a thousand uh, Garda registered volunteers and that is some uh, uh, Garda vetted volunteers that is some some, some incredible uh, data uh, uh, and uh, it's just a product of of the quality of what's happening I think I mean I think Mammies and daddies like what they see in the club uh, and like the participation that they get and uh, like the way that their children are facilitated to be the best they can be. Very, very few of the, of our members will play county finals at senior one grade in Camogie, ladies football, hurling of football. Uh, so our club is, isn't really, ju it isn't about uh, winning championships. We love to win championships. We love our good players to to advance. But it's really about every child and every young person and every adult who's who's in the club gets an opportunity to play the games and gets an opportunity to be the best that they can be. And uh, indeed, if 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 our players uh, head off into other sports, we celebrate that as well. The idea of young people growing in sport is something that's really central to us. So when Deirdre Duke puts on that green jersey for the Irish hockey team. We delight in that. Deirdre, a long-time ladies footballer with us, uh, has achieved such fulfilment there. Ian Madigan, when he pulls on that Ulster shirt, 
we're delighted to see uh, Ian there and proud of him. Uh, he won a failure with uh, with Kilmacud Croaks, uh, uh, local local guy. Uh, so so you know it's all about sport. It's all about uh, helping the children and, and, and young adults to to be what they can be uh, in sport. And if we're lucky enough to have players who are good enough and are prepared to work hard enough to get themselves into championship finals. Well, then that's a real happy day and uh, it's just great fun. And uh, on Sunday, we're hoping and we know that lots and lots of uh, the little children from around uh, the club will fetch up in Parnell Park and hopefully have a great, great day uh, and enjoy uh, uh, the event and the occasion. Yeah, and Sunday or Saturday, the Saturday evening is a big occasion, obviously, for the uh, for their uh, senior hurlers, uh, a first county final since uh, 2018, obviously looking for a first uh, win since 2014. Um, and the senior one footballers coming up uh, the weekend after that against St. Jude's in the final, looking for a first county title since 2018 as well. Um, what does it mean to be back in the... You, you mentioned that it's more, the club is more than just senior one and senior A finals, but what does it mean for the club to be back in these finals, especially after it's been a very difficult last year and a half, last two years for everybody, I'm sure everybody throughout the whole country, but certainly everybody in Kimiko Crooks as well. Be back in these finals after the last year and a half must be something special for the club as well. And, ju- and just to say, Derek, back in uh, our in a league final with our lady footballers who won their semi final uh, last night, a uh, league semi final. Uh, but what does it mean? It means uh, that. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's an achievement that has been worked so very, very hard for uh, by our hurling and football and lady footballer uh, people uh, in the club. Uh, uh, it's, I mean, it's a, it, we're lucky to have a, a, a group of players in all those codes uh, uh, who are prepared to work so hard. Like any club, we know how to lose championships. We've done it uh, uh, often enough. Uh, uh, we have won uh, uh, championships, so we know how to treasure those moments as well. So, it doesn't happen often. Uh, uh, as you mentioned, we've been knocking around waiting for, uh, to, to, not waiting, but hoping to achieve success in, in, in uh, Senior One hurling uh, uh, for a few years now. Uh, we're in a final again on Sunday. I know the the, the players are are, are are keyed up for it. They're excited about it. They've worked really, really hard for it. But the club, the club is really proud of these players uh, uh, for, for the work that they do uh, and the way they conduct themselves on the pitch. And look, county final time, is super exciting. We have a team working around with the businesses and and, and, and various uh, elements of the community in Stilorgo to try and make the occasion bigger, better, and flags and, and bunting and, and let the community know what's going on. Because a lot of people who live in Stilorgo don't know pretty much anything about Kilmacud Crokes, uh, although we're right there in the middle. Uh, now, I should say, Derek, by the way, we've just completed the floodlighting after all these years of the Port de Borca pitch, and we'll be switching on those lights in the coming couple of months. And then the people of Stilorgo will definitely know we're there. <laughs> Uh, but but uh, there is there's huge excitement around the place and around the club, and people are just taking such great pleasure. Uh, and uh, you know we do know uh, that Kieran Dowling and his management team have done such hard work with these with this hurling squad. But really, players training on their own throughout the lockdown, uh, following programs, yes, on their own, then coming together and and working so hard. And uh, you know one of the great sources of pride for us, I think, is the way that uh, that senior hurling team played uh, their semi final. They worked so hard uh, for for sixty odd minutes, uh, which is great, great to see. You know, you, you know, uh, as you watch your team on a field, when you see the players uh, one to fifteen or one to thirty uh, working so hard for sixty minutes that's a great uh, moment of pride for you win lose or draw and uh, so it's the the, the 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 effort of this team has got us to a county final and we are buzzing uh, uh, the club is excited we have just over 
you know, there's, we've a lot, a lot of members, uh, uh, and. Uh, uh, does it, you know, there's just a great pride you see your jersey out there in those biggest moments uh, uh, in Dublin County hurling and the following uh, uh, weekend uh, with football. I mean, again, the football the other night, it's the hard work on the field. We're so proud of that. We were so proud of it. And uh, we look forward uh, with expectation. But look, it's you know, to, to, to be fair, uh, all of those uh, guys on our football and hurling teams, they've grown up in our local schools. Our teachers have been out there in the evenings after, after school, all as they were growing up. Uh, mentors, volunteer coaches when they were young, underage players. And uh, they've developed this commitment within themselves to get the best out of themselves uh, in their sport. And thankfully, the quality of what's happening between Robbie Brennan uh, uh, as our manager in football, Baggio, as, as he's known around the club from his playing days, and uh, Kieran Dowling, uh, you know, uh, they put together the, and given facilitated these two teams to be the best they can be. And we're just delighted uh, uh, that they've got our club name out there onto the pitch in county final day, one Sunday after the other, and our Camogie and our ladies footballers coming along uh, into a league final afterwards. So, look, it's a good time. It doesn't happen often, uh, but when it does, you've got to take, make the best of it. And there are so many people that put so much work into hurling into uh, uh, football, uh, into ladies football and camogie in our club for decades since those early days in the 1960s. In fact, Derek, just uh, our very first club secretary was a guy called Larry Ryan. And Larry is our club patron right now. And uh, Larry has been with this club and practically at every match that was ever played in it uh, since the early 1960s. And Larry, I know, is looking forward to this weekend and the weekend after uh, with great excitement. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's one of the greats of our club. But when, when we reflect back on the decades and decades of service and commitment of Larry Ryan, uh, uh, we just, you know, that's a, that's a feature of our club that we're really, really proud of. And all of our players here, they're the products of our local schools, they're the products of our juvenile teams. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, so, so we're really, really looking forward to it. And that minor A football, by the way, just to, to mention that in passing, you know, that's another great moment. How often does a club get to a minor A football final? They're really hard got to. And, uh, you know, as everybody knows who's involved in GAA, uh, that's a really tough championship, as is minor hurling. Uh, 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 tough, tough championships. And uh, so to have a squad of players who have the ability uh, and the dedication to get there, you know, great pride, great pride. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, you mentioned there as well a few minutes ago about the, about the community. Uh, I guess... You've spoken there about the fact that this is more than a, a, a club that's looking for senior one, senior eight titles. This is a, a community club as well. How important is Chemical Crokes to the community? You're obviously a member of the community yourself as well. How, how does, I guess, the club contribute to the community outside of just what's what we see here in Parnell Park uh, this coming Saturday and the following Sunday as well? Yeah, and just as you say, Derek, I mean, Kilmacud Croaks is the community and the community is Kilmacud Croaks. Uh, and uh, so we are very much conscious of the fact that we are of our community and uh, our, our, our home clubhouse, uh, which was one of those old houses that populated around Dublin in the years and, you know, the members and volunteers you know, put the, the cash together to buy the thing in door-to-door collections back in the 1960s. But that clubhouse uh, operates uh, meeting rooms and facilities which are open to the community across the piece. Uh, so we have history societies, we have community groups, uh, we have all sorts of, of organisations ben- uh, benefiting and using our facilities in our clubhouse. We have a cafe uh, run there uh, by uh, Mick uh, Monday to Sunday, 
And uh, it is a great, great meeting place for all the people of Stilorgan, whether or not Kilmacud and Stilorgan, whether or not they're members of Kilmacud. And uh, they can sit there in comfort, uh, park their car outside and have a cup of coffee and meet their friends. And that's a real feature of where we are throughout this pandemic. Uh, our team led by uh, uh, our health and well-being uh, um, um, officer, uh, Kira Brown, uh, uh, was involved in, 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 in supporting and helping people who were locked down and, and, and needed support with shopping and one thing and another. We, we completed over 2,000 uh, um, uh, jobs, if you like, from members of the community throughout that period. And really one of the amazing things there, and I'm sure other clubs will like experience the same, the way people who have nothing to do with the GAA come to know some of the young people who are doing jobs for them throughout that lockout. And even now, some of those relationships are, are maintaining and are some of our uh, members who were involved in that effort are calling in and knocking on doors and having a cup of tea with people who they helped throughout the thing. So there's all of that. But uh, we, we, we also, every kind of autumn winter for the last number of years, initiated by a guy called Kevin Mulligan, whose son Dylan will be hurling for us uh, on Sunday, put together this uh, uh, Croaks Talks uh, ex uh, 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 initiative, which is all about physical and mental health and well-being of not alone of the members of Kilmacud Croaks, but of the community. And we've we've we, we've operated with the help of the HSE uh, programs uh, on stress and, and and what have you open to to the entire community. We've had our couch to five Ks, our cycling group, uh, which has grown out of that, has well over a hundred adult members out cycling. Uh, uh, every weekend, those of us who are a bit too old <laughs> to be putting on the jersey uh, are out on the bikes and the road. Uh, and uh, so it's a real kind of a, a reach out thing. And we have a really fantastic thing happening in our club for the last number of years, as I know some other clubs have, uh, which is carries the banner of inclusion. But really, you know, all, we know that in our community and in our membership, many, many people uh, face uh, physical and mental challenges, which mean that, 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 uh, they have particular needs if they're going to become involved fully in their club and to be involved in our club. And Kira Brown and her team, uh, week in, week out, uh, uh, are operating and, and, and working on, on, on inclusion programs. As I know, other clubs are. And one of the most fantastic things that happens in our club for the last number of Christmases, including outdoors uh, through the pandemic, has been what we call a sensory Santa. Uh, uh, where Santa arrives uh, in the run-up to Christmas, and those uh, uh, young people, uh, young children who who wouldn't be comfortable in the, uh, meeting Santa in in the normal environment where Santa operates, uh, Santa finds time to come to our club uh, and 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 uh, meets uh, those children in an appropriate kind of a setting and a context, and uh, that really is just such a wonderful wonderful thing to see. Uh, and uh, uh, so so we're look our club. It's about uh, the entire community. Yes, we want to facilitate people uh, being the best they can be in Gaelic game, but we also want to facilitate community engagement, uh, using our facilities uh, and meeting and, and and being involved in various other activities, including things like 25 through the winter nights and what have you. Uh, but uh, so all sorts, uh, we're open, our doors are open to the community and the community thankfully uh, know that and come through our doors uh, and uh, we engage with our community uh, because well, we are the community. So so it's very much that living uh, uh, element of the community that we are. We're a feature of the community, uh, but our doors are open and uh, uh, people walk through them. So yeah, we believe that we are, we make our contribution to our own community uh, uh, as individuals and as members of Kilmacud Crokes. Fantastic. Um, you've mentioned there the floodlights are obviously being 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 turned on soon in Porto Burka. Uh, what else? Uh, I'm sure there's plenty going on at the club. Uh, what aims have you got for the future of the club to keep it growing? Because it's been a growing club for the last 
50 years or 60 years. So what else, what are the aims now over the next few years to continue that growth? Well, our, our, our top top priority, uh, uh, Derek, is facilities. Uh, with the type of uh, numbers that we have in the club, it's it's a, it's a, it's a constant weekly, daily headache uh, to find facilities to play matches and secure training facilities. So we have our home pitch in in, in Glenalbin. We have a couple of pitches up beside Leopardstown Racecourse, which we are lucky enough to nip in and get our hands on there uh, almost 30 years ago. And uh, that's it. That's the size of our facilities, notwithstanding the, uh, you know, tens and tens and tens of teams that we have. We have three uh, pitches. And uh, so, therefore, we uh, are working in partnership and in community with uh, our local council, Dunleer at Down County Council, who I have to say uh, are great partners for us. And it's a, you know, a key aim for us is to grow that partnership and develop that partnership such that we can access the facilities that the council has at its disposal. So that's a that's a key, key aim for us. Uh, we A key aim for us is to uh, develop that health and well-being side of our club uh, and and the activities that that, that I've spoken about. Uh, that's key for us. Uh, again, it, it, we have to maintain this coach to coaches uh, type of model, and we have to grow and resource that. And Niall Cork and Port McDonald, uh, key key features of that uh, over the years, and we have to keep keep at that. And uh, our communication, obviously, it's, as many clubs will know, keeping uh, contact and, and communication effectively with other members. Uh, is a big challenge. Uh, but really, our, our, our key thing is, you know, we don't have grandiose aims. We want to make the best of the facilities that we have. We know that there is no other land, ground uh, uh, around the place in, 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 where, where we're operating that you could get your hands on and make a pitch. And even if you could, we couldn't afford it. Uh, uh, so uh, we have to make the best of the facilities that we have. And that's why we're maximizing the Park to Borka facility. And uh, putting on those those lights there, which hopefully will give us a little bit more use there, uh, and uh, growing that partnership with 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 uh, Dunleary. So so really, it's about just making the best of what we have, being the best that we can be in our community, uh, meeting the sporting needs of our members of all abilities and all needs uh, and supports, and and just being the best that we can be uh, for people to be the best that they can be, and then to support ourselves in our own wellness and in our own ability to to uh, reflect on the challenges that are there in modern life. And, you know, you know, and I know, Derek, uh, that young people growing up today, well, you're a lot younger than me, but I know that, <laughs> that young people today uh, face a lot more challenges than I ever faced uh, uh, and having a regard to the way the modern world goes. And I know that Kira and her team are very, very focused on supporting our community of young people and indeed adults, including people as uh, ancient as myself, to be well and to be well in themselves. And uh, uh, we have this model of, of, of operating called Croaks Talks, which was uh, initiated really by Kevin Mulligan, as I mentioned, but Lucy Mannion also, uh, Paul's sister actually, Lucy, uh, uh, such a, an engine she was uh, for developing this idea of people talking to each other uh, and young people talking to each other. If you're not feeling well, uh, 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 and you, uh, you, you know, talk to somebody, look for support, reach out there. Uh, and we want, we, you know, it's a key for us to keep that kind of culture there and to help our young people to understand the value uh, of talking to each other uh, at all times. So, um, so that's a key, key dimension. I mean, we're, we're, in, we're a club in a modern world. We've got to behave in a modern way, uh, be the best that we can be on the field, win those championships if we can win them. Yes. But if we can't, uh, just be the best that we can be uh, uh, on the field. And if it's good enough to win a championship, well, then it'll be good enough to win a championship. Uh, but if it isn't, well, well played for trying. And, uh, uh, you know, people do make the best of themselves. Win, lose or draw, you feel good coming off the pitch. I think, anyway, you feel maybe bad for the moment. But if you think you've done your best, uh, uh, well, then that's a great thing. So, look, 
that's that's where we're going into the future. Fantastic, fantastic. You talked earlier on just for, uh, finally about uh, the volunteers, the amount of volunteers you have over a thousand Garda Garda Veda volunteers in the club. Um, for people who you know want to get involved in chemical crooks, maybe live in the area, don't know how to get involved. How do they do that, and what sort of work would you be looking for them to get involved with in the club as well if, if, if they are so inclined well the last bit is is anything and everything that we can convince the volunteer to do <laughs> uh, 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 because as you know as, as you know uh, a club has so many things going on uh, uh, keeping a place clean keeping the place in order supporting teams uh, you know supporting the operation the physical operation of the club if you've got a bit of a nouse about you in terms of administration we've got plenty of that as well uh, and uh, we have a a club office that's uh, uh, happily we've managed to kind of keep open all the time, which anybody in, in our community and area can drop in and just talk about that. We have a website, www.kilmacudcroaks.com. Uh, uh, hook onto that and make contact uh, with the club through that. Uh, we have our Twitter accounts, which is amazingly, Chemical Croaks GA uh, and stuff like that. So DMs are possible there. And uh, so, But we're there all the time. Anybody in our area, uh, who'd like to become involved in the club, drop down to the club office anytime uh, during the day uh, uh, and knock on the door. Or alternatively, drop down to Glenalbin at the weekend where you're going to see some heck of an action and and uh, just not, uh, tap somebody on the shoulder and say that you're interested. Drop an email to us, info at glenalbin.ie uh, will work as well and we'll, we'll respond. So, uh, uh, you know, the more the merrier uh, uh, to help us to do uh, what we're doing in that club and we do have some fantastic things happen by the way just to say it Derek we do have our um, mini All-Irelands in the middle of the summer and wow what a thing that is uh, that goes on in the middle of Stilorgan uh, with you know over a thousand children uh, girls and boys uh, uh, playing the games in the in hopefully sunny summer weather we have our All-Ireland Sevens uh, uh, that take place in September across all codes have been there for since 1973 that's a great day and we need a lot of volunteers to make that work where you're meeting people from all over the country uh, playing Gaelic games and uh, you know, so we have these these events going on where we always need volunteers. So anybody who just would like to be involved with the development of uh, youth in sport uh, uh, to, in their community, please knock on our door. We really could always uh, do with the help, and you don't have to know anything about the GAA or uh, the playing of the games to make a, a really useful contribution to your community uh, through chemical croaks. Uh, so hopefully. Uh, uh, you know, people will feel confident just to come along and knock on the door. And unfortunately, if you do that, you'll never get out again. Uh, because <laughs> <laughs> we'll hold on to you. That's that's the warning there before you do. So chemicalcroaks.com is the website. Check out Chemical Croaks on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram as well to, to get involved. In a great club, obviously, a lot, a lot of work going on at the club for the last number of years and coming to fruition uh, on the senior pitches over the past few weeks and over the next couple of weekends as well, obviously, in the Senior 1 and Senior A uh, finals. Thank you very much for joining us, Kevin, to tell us all about the great work Chemical Crooks is doing. And best of luck over the next two weekends as well. Thanks very much, Derek. Okay, Kevin Foley there ahead of a busy couple of weeks uh, for his club. Uh, okay, predictions time, guys. We're going to put you under the spotlight now at this stage. I know you love this part of the show where yeah, you can we can play it back in, in a week's time and, and show how wrong you all were. Um, where, how do you see the game going? Where do you see the game being won and lost? We'll start with uh, Dotsie in the top right-hand corner. Where do you see this game being won and lost? Start, start with me again. Start with you, Dotsie, yes. Joe, Joe owes me a few, Bob, from the last game, which I haven't seen yet. So. True, true. Um, but yeah, no, I suppose I've been happy enough with my prediction so far. But this one, Derek, uh, 
I, I, I think I'm, I'm changing my mind on this one from day to day. Um, so look, uh, it just, yeah, just really looking forward to it. Who do I, who would I tip? I probably, yeah, I might, might edge towards Kilmacud a little bit. Um, I just think maybe that they've, you know, we talked about, uh, about score and I think just having Ushin and, and Dara Purcell, you know, potentially out and Lorca McMullen, I think these guys are very capable of just knocking scores as well. And uh, I just think they might get their, might get their scores, their spread. Uh, they might get more out of the players around the pitch as well. So, listen, that's a hesitant now, a hesitant uh, nod for, for Kilmacud. Uh, you know, um, it's it's completely, you know, it's it's nearly 50-50 in my eyes as well and should be should be a cracking game. But I'll, I'll give I'll give Kilmacud uh, the nod, Derek. Got see hedging his bets there. Uh, Paul, you're up next. Uh, who do you see taking uh, the title this, this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to put pressure on Joe here now because I'm going to go for Nafina. So Joe's going to <laughs> the casting vote on it. And you know what? I, I think I think Nafina are going to have their homework done and they're going to shut down a number of things that Croaks have done well all year. I've said this already. Um, and I, 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 it's going to be really interesting to see what new stuff Croaks bring to it, which I'm sure they will. Um, but I, I, I'm going to I'm going to go with Nafina just because I. I feel they're they're really adaptable and they're they've it's it, it is going to be close. It's not going to be like the the two semi finals. I don't think where one team ends up showing up and another doesn't. I think both teams are going to show up and we're going to have we're going to have a really good game. But I'm going to shade with Nafina. So Joe, the deciding vote, one each, go for it. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> You go back to that famous phrase that I think TJ Ryan used with Dalo there a few months ago. This this final is like a deaf dog. It's just hard to call. Um, <laughs> I, I, look, there's a conversation and an argument for both of them. Uh, I'm not going to sit on the fence. I'll tell you who I think will win at the end. But I, I think the finals are just so hard won. And, and at club level, I suppose, a lot of people said to me when I was going to club to get involved with a club, you know, you see what's involved and you see the passion that's there. Like I, I spoke earlier on about the community and the people behind it. And no matter what Dublin, I, whatever Dublin, I suppose, history you've had to play in yourself, it kind of goes out the window because you're you're playing with lads that you grew up with. And, and lads are, I just think Kilmacud might have that little bit more hurt from, from, from 18. And I just think a couple of guys like Kim McGowan, Bill O'Carroll, um, Whiteley's been there, Conway's been there, Lark McMullen has been there, Roland Hayes has been there. You know, I'm, it's it's not that I you know I want either team to win. I just think that that bit of hurt coming from. I remember talking to Ballyboden in eighteen, because obviously we had Keeney and Simo and, and Durkin and Gary McGuire who'd been in so many county finals before, and and so many others too. And I remember saying, asked him to talk to the younger players like Mellet, and I said, what's the key the key message? And the key message from them was about basically enjoying it and performing. And when you have guys around the place that in, when you get to that dark moment and. You know, there's, a, there's a significant thing happening or a reaction in the final. I just think the Croaks guys who have been there before may edge it for them. Um, would I be surprised to see Nafina win it? A- absolutely not. And you know, I think either of these two teams for Dublin hurling going forward, it, it breeds a sense of freshness and a sense of excitement going forward for, for what Matty has available to him. Um, and I suppose even going on the whole championship, you know, some of the teams coming up, you know, Bowden have given some life to Luke, have given some life to younger players as well. And I think there is a changing of the guard coming, but 
to give it my call, I'm going to go with, with, with Crokes by just a couple of points. Okay, Crokes to edge it out according to our expert panel, but certainly it looks like it's going to be a cracking game of hurling uh, this weekend. Two pretty evenly matched teams in terms of even how they set up, so it promised to be a, a brilliant game of hurling. And we look forward to the game, by the way, uh, obviously Saturday evening, 6 o'clock here at Parnell Park. Uh, it's also live on RTE TV if you can't make Parnell Park. Tickets are available on WGA.ie for it as well. Before we go, a quick look at the uh, Senior B and Intermediate Finals as well, guys. Um, Paul, we'll start with yourself. Senior B, a big weekend for Castlenock in the Senior B Final in O'Toole Park Sunday afternoon uh, against Kimmelcook Croaks. How do you see uh, this game going? Um. Jesus, it's going to sound bad now that I'm going against Croaks in, in, in both games. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I think, and we, we talked about Dublin Horland here, um, Croaks are a huge club, a fantastic club, and, and doing doing everything in the right way. Like, and they have a lot of really good quality young lads on the team, like like Ben Hines in goal, it'd be in goal with the vast majority of, of senior A clubs in, in, in Dublin, like Brendan Scanlon doing scoring up in the forwards. And then they've they've a lot of lads who've obviously with the young lads coming into the senior A panel. Um, with with Croaks, it means that there's 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 kind of a lot of we'll say strong men in in their mid to late twenties who were who were with that Croaks side as well, and add that to the miners coming through and like Croaks are just are, are are really formidable, and I probably want Castlenock to win because um again that just brings a bit a bit of freshness to it, and like I suppose from. From a Castlenock perspective, it's it, it, it's good to see, like Cain Boyle is, is is doing savage damage for them every day they go out, and Connor Murray, who's who's a really good hurler with Dublin Miners and Twenties over the last few years, he's been repositioned back into the half back line and is is getting to kind of show off his his array of skills there, um, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And obviously, they have a couple of their footballers like Karen Kilkenny playing this year, and 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 Luke Swan is is, is playing, and it, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. Look, I I probably think Croaks will shade it, um, but I I would hope that that Castlenock can get over the line. That's not anti Croaks now, but <laughs> it sounds it. Uh, Joe, um, I guess, yeah, I mean, I, I, we spoke to the uh, to Kevin O'Shaughnessy, the Castlenock chairman, a few weeks ago on their Club Focus here on the, on the podcast, and he was talking about the great work being done at Castlenock over the past few years to build up both the footballers and the herders, and they're coming along very very nicely, and this is another example of it in a, in a, in a senior final this weekend. A big game for them and a big chance for them to, to, to win a title as well against a chemical Croaks team who, as I've mentioned already, they're in the senior one football final the weekend after next and two senior senior hurling finals as well. So it's a it's a, a really big battle and a really big occasion for, for um, both clubs. Absolutely. And look, I, I don't know if Paul O'Brien will be welcome for too many fancy coffees on the south side now anytime soon. <laughs> I know about Crooks, but uh, no, uh, you know, you have to you have to take your head off to what Crooks are doing at a football and hurling level. It's it's huge. Like for a club to be in, in, in the three finals, it's, it's massively significant. But Look, I just think Castle Knock, it's great to hear about those young players, to hear young Swan is playing hurling. I think it's really important for Dublin going forward. Again, Kieran Kilkenny, good club man as well. Really, you know, it's it's important for them as a I think for Dublin hurling having that name on a title coming over there. I know Emma Carroll's involved or was involved with them. Um and it's 
seeing the like the progression, like we've we've spoken about already, you know, the progression that's needed in all these clubs, what it would mean to Castle Knock as a as a as a club and a community to go and, and win a senior B title would be massive. Um, and you could argue the same for the players who put in a massive amount of work for, for Kilmacud also, but I, I'll go with Paul on this one. I just think for from a from a Dublin hurling point of view, it would be great to see to see Castle Knock win that one. And Dot, see the uh, go-ahead intermediate hurling finals on this Sunday afternoon at Parnell Park at half past two. It's Erinzal versus Fingalians, a competition you obviously know very well, having been Nevolov manager this year. Nevolov getting edged out by Erinzal in the semi-final. How do you see this final going on Sunday? Yeah, uh, I suppose we lost out to Erinzal last week, so they're kind of they're a very strong team, and they're kind of they've the experience. Of they've kind of lost a few semi-finals the last couple of years as well. They're also hurling in Division Two, and they'd be hurling quite well there as well, and picking up a lot of notable results there. So they're probably have played at a higher level, and um, they've got some smashing players. There's Connor Donahue has been in flying form throughout the whole uh, championship, and um, so he's doing a lot of damage to teams. So Fingallians will have their work cut out, trying to nullify his influence. Um, so Ryan O'Dwyer then is involved with Fingallians, and they've. You know, they, they they in fairness to them, they were in the final last year. Um, you know, could have easily won that as well. So they're they have that experience of of a, a county final in Parnell Park as well. So it, it should be it should be I, I'd imagine it'd be very close, Derek. Um I would probably Aaron Zyle, I think, just have in my eyes would have a bit more experience. They've kind of been knocking on this door for a few years as well. And as I said, they've kind of been playing at that high level in division two for a number of years as well. Um, and Brian McCabe has done a great job there. And again, we spoke about clubs who are putting in work. They've they've been putting in savage work as well. And they've a lot of underage teams kind of coming up at, at a high level as well. So they're kind of making huge strides and, and progressing up the ranks as well. So uh, same same with Fingallians. To be fair, they've some great players coming up. They've Dara Power as well. Uh, Paul known from the the Dublin under twenties as well. He's in great form and. He's doing a lot of damage for for Fingalians as well. They've Owen O'Connor inside doing a lot of damage in the full forward line. So, um, yeah, it should be it should be close. I'd probably I'd give it to maybe give the nod to Aaron Zyle just with their their experience and their as again maybe playing at that at that higher level a bit more kind of consistently the last number of years. So, um, should be should be a good one though. Look forward to it. It's good as well to see um, Aaron Zyle back to the back getting up to the level that they, they they were previously at because they're obviously they're obviously a massively strong club in Dublin with with a huge tradition and it's it's good to see them back and say them two Donahue brothers and the likes of Connor Berrigan and Owen Carney. It's it, it's good to see them getting back up to the getting back up to that level and like uh Dotsy mentioned Dara Power there like it, 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 it it's good from a Dublin perspective that fellas from Fingalians like the likes of Dara Power and Shane Howard and Sean Hickey and and and, and O'Connor who's who's played in goal at Dublin like they've all played underage with Dublin and and are really really high quality players and it'll be it, it, it's good that in the tour tier championship of Dublin there's such high quality players playing there now and it's it's just it, it just shows the the good work that we'll say the county board have done and putting structures in place to to give lots of qual high quality games to 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 hurlers in Dublin. And I think I think the the club scene in in Dublin, while we haven't got over the line in in winning anything county wise, I think the club scene is is really really strong at the moment. Okay, good stuff. I uh, just reminded the senior B hurling final is on 
Sunday afternoon at half past two, it's Kimmelco Croaks versus Castlenock at O'Toole Park. And the intermediate hurling final, Fingallians versus Aaron Zyle, Sunday afternoon, half two as well at Parnell Park. Tickets available on dublingaa.ie for both of those games. Guys, listen, thanks a million for joining us on a big week for Dublin Hurling. Obviously, the go-ahead Dublin Senior Hurling Championship wrapping up this week, the Senior A final on Saturday. It's been great chatting to you all to get your insights into uh, the games, all the games this weekend, and especially the Senior A final. And thanks for joining us this week. And that is the Go Ahead Dublin Championship show for this week. A reminder that match tickets are now available on dubbinga.ie for the Go Ahead Dublin Senior A, Senior B, Intermediate and Junior A hurling finals this weekend, as well as the Minor A football final. That's all on dubbinga.ie. Check that out for details. And if you can't make the game on Saturday evening, the Go Ahead Dublin Senior A hurling final will be shown live on RTE Sport this Saturday evening with throw-in at six o'clock. So you can watch that wherever you are. Thanks for tuning in this week. Enjoy the games this weekend and goodbye.